if there was a meter to measure the joy in your life, what would it look like? Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom. Well, in episode 112, we did talk about a meter. It's the happiness meter. And happiness is down all over the globe, especially with liberals. That's what we were most interested in. The liberals seem to be the most unhappy people. But a lot of people who are not liberal are also unhappy. What is taking place in this world that would cause that to be? That's what we talked about in episode 112. This is episode 114. I'm asking you about joy. Uh, Oftentimes, we have a difficult time defining joy. How do you define joy? Is it based on the, the stuff that you have? Is it based on feelings that you have that come and go as, as the wind? What, what is, and when you have more of these special feelings, there's more joy. When you have more stuff, there's more joy. How does this really work? I'm also thinking of a particular passage in the Bible. Actually, there are many passages in the Bible that talk about joy, but there's one that talks about Jesus and I'm paraphrasing here a bit. It says, for the joy set before him, Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Okay, wait a second. When I think of enduring the cross, being crucified, being tortured ahead of time, all that went on during Jesus' crucifixion, I'm not thinking joy. And yet the Bible says, for the joy set before him. So this is an interesting topic, and I just thought we should unpack this a little bit with our resident theologian, the Swimming Monk. He's over at swimmingmonk.com. His name is Jeff Langscove. And Jeff, go ahead. We're doing this on Zoom and recording it accordingly. Go ahead and unmute yourself, and welcome to The Brian Sussman Show. This isn't a first time for you, but we're glad to have you back. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be uh, be with you again. And um, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, your opening your opening monologue there. I was I was thinking to myself when you said, you know, why are why are liberals so miserable? And I thought to myself, why are so many Christians so miserable? <laughs> okay. And, and then I looked in the mirror and I said, why are you so miserable? Sometimes. <laughs> so it is. A, it's a fundamental challenge. It seems like joy is elusive, doesn't it? You're right. I, I want to get the biblical definition of joy in just a moment, but that, okay, so you, we're thinking of all these Christian people who have been, they're, they're lacking joy in their life. And we look in the mirror to start with, <laughs> uh, because some days I, I get out of the bed and the first thing I, I want to say is a curse word. I mean, seriously, I just, bones yeah. are aching. There are problems. People are hurting. I'm thinking of this guy. I'm thinking of that person. I'm, all of that combined, and it can really get you down. But could you give us the biblical definition of joy? Because I'm reminded of that Christian hymn. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in, in my heart. Where? Down yeah. in my heart. Where? Yeah. So, exactly. Okay, what is the biblical definition for joy? Just to kick things off here. Well, you know, if you think about it, it that's a really powerful song. And it, it, it basically um, points to our misunderstanding of joy. It's, it's not driven by circumstances. So joy is not really circumstantial, whether you're, 
you know, whether you've experienced the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat, it's not really driven by that. It can have components of it, nor is it emotional. It's not simply an emotion. Psychologists will tell you it's one of our four cardinal emotions, joy, fear, sorrow, anger. So it's a part of our, our makeup. It's why we're in the image of God. God experiences joy and he wants his joy to be in us. And that's biblical joy. Jesus looked at his disciples on the evening before his crucifixion in the upper room or just prior to Gethsemane. And he was greatly distressed and he starts talking to them about joy. Hmm. He says, I want my joy to be in you. I want it to be your joy and I want it to be overflowing. So what is this joy, Brian? That was, you know, think of that conversation that Jesus had with his followers just really prior to his death. They, they must have been listening to everything he was saying, including his statements on joy. And honestly, there had to be at least a few of them saying to themselves, what is he talking about? Yes. Right? Because his circumstances were dire. He was so greatly distressed, it says his soul was greatly troubled. And yet he is tapping into a source of joy in the midst of facing the cross and he's calculating it his whole life. He calculated this is before the foundations of the world. He calculated the cost of the cross of what it would take to redeem humanity, redeem us. And it says for that joy, he endured the cross. What joy? The joy of his salvation coming to us, eternal salvation. We are the reward of his sacrifice. He thought of Brian Sussman. Jeff Langscope and whoever else is listening to this podcast, it was for you that he embraced the cross in a bloody sacrifice to redeem us, <laughs> to redeem us unto himself. There's a great verse in, in um, Isaiah 35, 10, 10, and it's like it's really an eschatological verse. It's about It's about God restoring his people Israel to the land in the millennium. And it says, and the redeemed of the Lord will will return and come to Zion with joyful shouting and everlasting joy will be on their heads. They will obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. See, joy is an imperishable crown of redemption and victory is what it is. So I want to get back to this whole idea, the joy set before him, Jesus, before he dies on the cross. Uh, As you're explaining it, it really does make sense. This was a calculation that was made from the beginning. From the very beginning and the whole idea of mankind we 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 have a way to save these people <laughs> these wild crazy people we have a way to save them of their sins so this was this was a plan that was put in place long ago and i guess just like any plan in life jeff uh, when you when you get to that key moment where suddenly that that moment of time is about to come where okay let's put it in the business world You've been working hard for years on this particular invention, which becomes a product. And now you've got a team, they're making this product and they're selling it to people and lots of money is coming in. But but wait, there's more. You're about to go public. 
You're about to have the public offering. This is your moment where suddenly there's going to be great joy, at least, or happiness, at least, for all the people working with you. Millionaires are going to be made. You're going to become a gazillionaire. All your hard work is finally going to be paid, paid off. So there's that moment in time where you're about to take it public. Jesus' moment in time was, I'm about to endure the cross. This, this has to be. It's going to happen. And the payoff will be, it, we can't calculate the payoff. Yes. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, that's a, that's a silly off-the-cuff business type example, but it was in the cards from the get-go, right? Yeah, I think that that it, it underscores that work goes into joy. Joy doesn't just float float around like a a, a warm uh, I, I don't know a, a warm blanket that just settles on us randomly. It's the work of love. You know, Brian, there was a there was a time when I used to read the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five is like the nine fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Really, the fruit of love. There's one fruit, it's love, and then love manifests itself in joy hmm. and peace. Joy is a manifestation of love. When Jesus looked at the cross, he demonstrated his love for us, for the joy, for the fruit that would come out of that labor of love, hmm. which is our redemption, our forgiveness, our our justification, our regeneration, our new birth, our adoption, our sanctification, we would belong to him. So joy is a relational, spiritual, eternal um, uh, connection with God as our father. This is what joy is. It's relational. It's spiritual. So in Jesus' case, the agony of the cross brought about the joy that was necessary to save humankind. And I'm sorry, but when I, when I think of agony of the cross, <laughs> I'm thinking of the agony of defeat. And anybody who's uh, about my age will remember agony of defeat. What comes to mind? Jeff and I were talking about this prior to this broadcast. <laughs> the agony of defeat is that guy coming off the ski jump flying around at the, yes. at the beginning of at the beginning of ABC's wild world of, wide world of sports back in the day. And if you're too young and don't remember that, just go online, go to YouTube, type in agony of defeat ABC sports, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But but all that said, the agony we would be suffering, Jeff, had he not died for us on the cross. Or how about this? The person who has yet embraced the cross has yet to embrace Jesus and his sacrifice. There's agony written all over them. I can see it on a daily basis amongst family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, strangers. And I think that's what's happening with this happiness index. There's actually agony and it's a lack of joy. It's really the lack of joy index. Are you following me? Yes, I am. I am. And I think, you know, going back to your original question, what is joy? This is what I believe the Bible defines joy as in its, in its, in its, in its essence. When Jesus mm-hmm. says, I want my joy to be your joy and that it might be full, mm-hmm. 
this goes right along with, he said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. The joy is the abundant life that flows out of the love of God that gives you life through through the, the gift of God's grace and salvation through Jesus Christ. That's the life. The joy is the fruit of that. The joy is his resurrection presence. I'm convinced that in his, John 14 through 17, when he mentions joy, he's talking about the resur- his resurrection presence in the believer by the spirit of God. This is the joy. So there's a sense, Brian, where we always have joy. It never goes anywhere. We just have to learn to draw with joy from the wells of salvation is what the prophet says. Draw with joy from the wells of salvation. We just need to learn to to yield to that joy of his resurrection in us in the midst of all kinds of agonies of defeat, so, you know, and when challenges. The, when we, I'll just, I'll just talk about myself. When I'm in a funk, F-U-N-K, when I'm in a funk, when I'm down, a bit depressed, not feeling spunky, whatever it may be, but along those lines, I'm not embracing my, I'm not em- embracing the potential God's given me for joy. There's, I'm doing something at that moment. That, well, let me ask you, am I doing something at that moment that's wrong? No, I think it's human. I think it's, it's consequential to fallen human nature. We experience anger. We experience joy. We experience sorrow. Mm-hmm. We experience love and, and, and fear, right? These are cardinal emotions. But when it comes to spiritual joy, mm-hmm. this is connected, inseparable for the Christian from the person Oh, the personal presence of the risen Lord Jesus Christ dwelling in your body. It has nothing to do with your funk or feelings, whether or not you have joy. That's okay. just part of life. The only way I can explain it is like this, Brian. How in the world and why would Judas and Silas be singing hymns of praise to God, having been thrown in prison in Philippi okay. for preaching the gospel? How do you explain that? Well, and we, you and I have met other brothers over the years who have been, you know, in, in modern day, who have been in those same situations, uh, you know, at, at persecuted for Christ overseas as missionaries, and they still found the joy. But I, I know, you know, it's this audience is broad, it's vast. Most of the people listening, I've never met, I never will meet, sadly. But we have people who are, you know, suffering in many ways, uh, personal yeah. hardship. They have friends who are are sick. Uh, this COVID thing with masks and mandates and vaccines has people's tails uh, in a spin. Um, some people have lost income over the these mandates, uh, but it's beyond mandates. Maybe some people are just they're not well. Their health is not is not doing well. And some might say, well, yeah, what about me, buddy? I'm in that situation. You're telling me I should be joyful. Come on, walk in my shoes for a couple of days. Um, Jeff, you battled cancer for 13 years, right? 13? Yes. 13 years. Uh, At one time, the diagnosis was not very positive. 
how did you find joy? Talk to me about embracing the joy God had for you in those moments, because I think this is getting down and dirty and practical. We need to hear this. Well, I, I, th <laughs> I think for me, in my own personal walk with the Lord during that season is that the father was after something in me that required a chastening. And for whatever reason, that's in his goodwill and in his good purposes, he allowed this cancer to thrive in my body. No matter how much I prayed, how much I fasted, no much I got prayer and <laughs> There were times I thought I was getting healing, but deep down inside, probably about six or seven years into that is when I clearly heard from the father that you've defected from me mm. in your heart. And I'm drawing you back, back into a place where you can turn around and strengthen others. That word of the, of the call to help others became the source of no matter what I go through, the pain, the surgeries, I don't I can't even count how many surgeries I had. And then ultimately two major surgeries in 2019 and 2020, I knew that this arena of God's love, of his discipline in my life, allowing this was going to draw me into a place where I could help others. That to me was the joy set before me, that God's love was working in me to give me a new wineskin, so to speak, for right. a new, for a new, new wine, new joy, yeah. restore the joy of my salvation, restore my sense of purpose, that all of the pain and the suffering was it was moving towards a release of being able to help others and strengthen others, comfort others, bring joy to others. So if we were to just stop at this point for a moment and say, and just a, I'm asking you this question. So Jeff, what could we recommend to our brothers and sisters, our friends listening to this podcast right now, who really need a dose of God's joy? What do we tell them? What can we say to wrap up this podcast in such a way that it's not just some fanciful stories and some wonderful expositions of scripture. What can we say to practically help our brother and sister? You know, for me, it was a couple of things. It was getting myself back into meditating on the Psalms. I, I would say go to the Psalms mm -hmm. and read them. Read them quietly silently read them out loud get a journal write your thoughts down underline stuff get on your knees pray them out loud mm -hmm. pray through them start digging a well start digging a well of salvation so to speak because the spirit of god dwells within you yeah. and jesus promised that out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water and i think our wells get plugged up our souls get plugged up with fear and in, in unbelief and the world, you know, the, the world and, and anxiety and pain. And sometimes, you know, even Isaac, it says, you know, undug the wells of his father, Abraham, Genesis 26. And then he eventually dug his own wells. Sometimes it's like digging a well, man, you get out a shovel, you read the word, you pray, you kneel, you, you speak it out, you journal, 
Um, I started listening to Christian music again. I wasn't even listening to music. I started singing songs. And before I knew it, songs from the 1980s began to bubble out of my spirit. Yeah. You know, spring up, oh, well, within my soul. You know, all these, these crib songs, I called them. It was my first love coming back into my soul, into my mind, into my, my emotions, into my volition. And it was the joy of the Lord, the presence of Jesus breaking out like an artesian spring yeah. from deep within me. And it began to renew and restore my, the joy of my salvation. And everything you just mentioned is word-based. God's yes. word to us is in the Bible. And you mentioned prayer. Uh, I would add to that, and this is something, quite frankly, uh, I re received from one of our conversations some time ago. Uh, to end your day on your knees, literally end your day on your knees. I do it beside my bed. And uh, there's something about taking a knee that is just so important and reminding yourself of all the good things that the Lord has done for you throughout the day. It could have been a day of monstrously bad news. It could have been a day which saw somebody in the family pass. And yet you have to look carefully for those silver linings because God was there and he is there and he's for you and not against you. So that physical position of prayer just seems to help me a lot as well. I, th I think it's, I think it's critical. I yeah. mean, you know, that, that act of surrendering. Well, the word worship means to bow down. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. That's yeah. the literal translation of, of proskuneo. It means to, to bow down on your face before a superior. Yeah. You know, so there is a, a physicality to our spirituality yeah. when we bow. And God knows I try to bow once, once a day at some point. Sometimes I'll go a few days and I'm saying, I haven't bowed. Yeah. I haven't bowed my knee yeah. to the king, you know. Yeah. So it's an important, it's a posture, it's a statement of, of reverence. It is a statement of reverence. So I just encourage, take that, take that position of reverence sometime during the day. Take the time to pray, to pray continually. Take the time to, to listen to those worship songs and really embrace those. But more than anything, take the time to dive into God's word. That's what's going to refresh you and bring you the joy. Jeff, thanks for joining us so much. I really appreciate your time. It's been a fantastic conversation. Glad to be with you. I look forward to the next time. All right. Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom. More on me at briansussman.com. More on Jeff at swimmingmonk.com. He always has some wonderful blogs and studies there for you. Again, that's swimmingmonk.com. Thank you, my friends. Until next time, may God richly bless you. that a wrap? Yeah, I think so. How do I turn this stop recording?